1: This is On the Border with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, a Red Apple podcast production. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Welcome to this week's installment of On the Border. Todd Benzman is with me, and Todd has a piece in Tom Hall this past week. It's a warning of sorts. Let me just give you the headline, and Todd will explain what's going on from there. Beware, Mexico to unleash massive wave migrants toward U.S. border in unnoticeable ant operation. Todd Benzman is with the Center for Immigration Studies. You can find that website, cis.org. He is also a very prolific author. Todd, welcome back. And what is going on in Mexico?
0: Well, The migrant buildup has gotten so big in the southern part of the country in Tapachula that they are rioting on a daily basis, civil civil disturbances, invasions of the Mexican immigration offices, stoppages of traffic. Looks like there's about seventy thousand migrants that have been blocked from advancing to the US border under this agreement that is very ill reported between the Biden and Oberdoor administrations to hold back the migrants back there so that it doesn't look as bad at our border. So that's what the Mexicans have been doing. They've been forcing all of them to apply for these different kinds of permission slips and asylum and residency cards. And in the meantime, they keep coming and coming and building up down there. And there are now about 70,000 very restive migrants. And we've seen in the past, the very recent past, that when that happens, the Mexicans release them all, clear them out, unclog the pipeline, so to speak, in what they, what what, what the Tapachulans call ant operations, which is to say that they'll let them all go to the border in a way that nobody can really see because they disperse them among 10 or 15 Mexican cities on buses. And my analysis is that we are just about to see another one of these ant operations any day now. The numbers are huge, the, the riots and violence is uh, a daily occurrence now down there. So that's what preceded the last couple of ant operations. And I expect that we will see this huge wall of migrants come well we won't see it they'll come but I write this piece because I want Americans to know that it's coming (laughs) they won't actually see it the media won't report on it because of the nature of ant operations but they are coming from all over the world
1: now these protests are you as you said are happening with the with these 70,000 or so immigrants that are pretty much stuck in Mexico these protests you, you mentioned are violent They're also, in a way, heartbreaking. One of the things that the migrants are doing, you report, is some of them are sewing their mouths shut in protest. That has to be extremely painful. And what is the purpose of that?
0: Well, that particular story made it into the Washington Post, big front-page article, which is the idea that you want to raise pressure on the Mexicans to let them all go to the U.S. border. That's all any of them want to do. Uh, and it's just a protest uh, tactic that's designed to, you know, inflame and get media attention and build pressure. Uh, that's not all they've been doing. You, you can see in uh, video and uh, other kind of reporting in Mexico that some of them are cutting their arms and, you know, you know they've got bloody arms at, in front of the uh, Mexican immigration. And they're wearing chains, and you know, doing all sorts of kind of classic guerrilla protest uh, tactics. All of this just leads to one thing, which is going to be the release. Those seventy thousand migrants are not going to stay down there forever. They're they're going to have to be released, and then the whole cycle will begin again. It takes about three months for them to build up and start rioting, and then they'll release them, and then they'll do it again. And it's a cycle. We've seen this cycle two or three times now. The first time that it happened, they let them all go, and we ended up with the Haitian migrant camp in Del Rio. That's not what anybody wants, at least not the government's. You know, some
1: kind of a big right. The know, photo ops are terrible. too bad for that, and and the American people then are alerted to that. You can't hide it anymore. So that's this, right. So that, that this is a kind of a win-win, as you say, and you report this is a a win for both governments because since they are able to disperse these immigrants and no one sees the the sheer volume of people coming in, it doesn't attract the attention of the U.S. media, and in Mexico it allows them to contain well to get away from the riots and the protesting that are going on on their soil
0: and they don't get in trouble from the american government where it's when it's made visible that they broke their bargain with the biden administration which they have to keep doing because the bargain is stupid it doesn't work you know that's not the solution
1: and the biden Uh, administration has to know right they have to know what's going on here this is just a wink and a nod okay just disperse them, let them in, and don't attract too much attention, and we'll wink and nod and let this go by. Is that what's happening?
0: Yeah, that's right. And then, and because there won't be any media coverage, there won't be any visuals. Uh, the Biden people are perfectly fine with the Mexicans, you know, reneging on their deal. So it's just the whole thing is 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 sort of an absurd game, really. Uh, you know, all of those people, all of those migrants are going to be crossing our border one way or another by hook or by crook. And the next batch will be filling up Tapachula again, and it'll take about two or three months, and then they'll start rioting, and they'll let them go. And that's just the way, that's the system right now. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But what I argue is, well, let's all just quit playing the game and just figure something else out, you know, some other kind of, it's not working to have the Mexicans hold them back. You need to have the Panamanians hold them back. The Costa Ricans hold them back, the Hondurans and the Guatemalans. By the time they get to Mexico, it's just too late. You know, why make Mexico do this? You know, make Panama do it, make Costa Rica do it. And in that way uh, you diffuse the, Uh, political problem of all of this and actually the migrants will see that they're going to have a big three-month wait at five borders and might not ever even come in the first place
1: which would be what would be ideal and that begs the question why doesn't the biden administration use that approach
0: i don't have an answer for that uh at all I, i think that the panamanians are ripe for that kind of a new approach for us to pressure them. They're an ally. We have leverage in Panama. We could ask them to do that. We could also have the Colombians do it. That's all part of the same trail. All of these people are coming on that trail. The Costa Ricans, for sure, could be, these are all bottleneck countries. There's nowhere else to go but through them. And if the Americans were to just require the same agreement Of the panamanians the costa ricans the colombians uh i think that this problem could could go away pretty quickly
1: well todd let's turn our attention to something else you in the beginning of your article you pointed out that of course as we all know there is a conflict going on in the ukraine that has kind of sucked the oxygen out of the room on almost every other news story here in america What is going on with Ukrainian refugees? We get reports every day that they are um, in Europe and that European nations are accepting them. In fact, there was an article um, today as we record this podcast that a large number of British citizens have signed on to take Ukrainian refugees in their homes. But what about the United States as a destination for Ukrainian refugees? Refugees? Are we seeing any refugees from Ukraine attempting to cross, cross our borders or to apply for refugee status here in the United States?
0: Yes, we are. There are uh, Ukrainian war refugees uh, for the first time since the Russian invasion are now showing up in Tijuana, Mexico, to cross the U.S. border. Uh, a family of four—another, a mother with three children. Uh, making their way to Mexico, and crossing in and claiming U.S. asylum, the indications are that a surge is underway. Actually, of Ukrainians uh, coming, we should expect to see a lot more Ukrainians uh, hitting the southern border. Now, the the issue with that is that most of them are going to claim asylum of some sort, but the Ukrainians have already gotten asylum, standing asylum, in the EU, the European Union. They have the ability to live and work for five years in any EU country that they want. Uh, These are good, free countries with strong economies. So the asylum claims that they are making at the U.S. border are undermined automatically because. Uh, you can't cross through all the EU countries where you have asylum and all the countries between the EU and the southern border and make a legitimate asylum claim. It's just on its face undermined in front of a, an immigration judge. It's going to be a factor that goes against them, but they're going to make that claim and you know they're probably going to, going to win it. But the issue really is that our border is so overwhelmed right now. That it can't take uh, if this Ukrainian surge really grows, and most Ukrainians have passports and money and you know the ability to travel. We're already underwater down there. I mean, we just can't take you know another hundred thousand people crossing through the southern border right now. There needs to be some sort of a break put on that. I understand. I can. I think we all can relate to. Ukrainians who are being bombed or watching the video, but they have safe haven already in immediate countries and in good countries. So I'm hoping that this doesn't spin out of control down there. I, I think that a lot of people from the Ukraine would love to live in the United States, but you know we just can't really handle it at the border, in my opinion, right now. Our whole system is underwater.
1: Do you see any evidence Anywhere in news, anywhere in news reporting that the Biden administration is even aware that this is taking place?
0: Yeah, uh, it it is because initially these Ukrainians were turned away from the border on, you know, under the Title 42 pandemic control authority that is in place down there, meaning, you know, we don't want to, you know, when you can't come in and claim asylum right now while there's a pandemic on it. So we turn away. Quite a few migrants who cross. And so when these Ukrainians did that, there was a slight uproar among the pro illegal immigration advocate groups. And the White House had to intervene and grant them humanitarian paroles to let them in. So they definitely know that it's happening. And it's not that unusual. We have a lot of Russians that cross. And Tijuana's got a huge airport. So they just fly right into Tijuana get out and head for the, for the U.S. border. And we've had several hundred Ukrainians a year for long before the, the war broke out in Russia. So they know that they can cross there if they want to come into the United States. The problem is that there are 3 million Ukrainian war refugees, and if even a small percentage of that number were to try to come to the border, it's just not going to do us any good. And they don't need U.S. asylum. They have it in good, free countries with strong economies.
1: Well, this would require something that we haven't seen, which is the Biden administration taking the border, the southern border of the United States, as a serious issue. And so far, there's no indication that they have, and there's no indication that they will. I go back to the State of the Union address where Biden spent, what, a full two minutes on immigration issues when, in fact... He could have done an entire State of the Union on the border and how this is being financed to get all of these immigrants into the United States, some of them who would have definitely been turned down under asylum, and many of them who are still here illegally because they don't meet the qualifications to come in to the United States legally. So this is, in my point of view, a direct policy of the Biden administration to ignore what is going on at the borders and just as long as there are no photo ops, as long as the American people can't see it, to just pretend it's not happening?
0: Well, there's been good reporting in the Wall Street Journal, for example, showing that the Biden administration is very aware that it is polling terribly on what they did at the border. It's their worst polling subject. So Naturally, they don't want to say or do or visit or do anything that might draw media attention to what's going on down there. I think that, they, that there are political pragmatists in the White House that are quite happy to be directing all attention to the Ukrainian-Russian order first rather than our own just because of the polling. It's just terrible. I mean, look, we've had you know 2 million – well, we're actually pushing 3 million apprehensions at that border in the last, you know, year and a few months. It's, it's the most historic mass migration in U S history. And you don't want to be the president presiding over that.
1: That is amazing. You say we're approaching close to 3 million apprehensions at the border.
0: Well, we've had, we've had 300,000 this January and February at least more than 300,000 just in the first two months of this year. And it's, it's crazy down there in March. I'm hearing from all accounts. Uh, I haven't been down there yet this month, but, but by all accounts, it is just flooding down there. Everybody is coming through. The Mexicans aren't holding them all back. And that's for sure. You know, look, it's, it's apprehensions, but there are also gotaways. So we're looking at about that are not apprehensions, but are counted nevertheless. And those are anywhere from 40 to 60,000 a month. So we're looking at over the last year, another four to 500,000 on top of the 2 million uh, and on top of what we've seen so far this year. And I think when you take it all together, we're pushing about 3 million. And by the end of this year, man, I don't even want to go there because they're talking about doing away with Title 42 which is the pandemic I mentioned earlier, that's the one last membrane of an obstruction at the border that has kept numbers at least to at the, in the stratosphere where they are, but they're going to do away with title 42. And after that, man, all bets are off. I mean, I think you're, you ain't seen nothing yet when, when they do that.
1: Scary stuff. Todd Bensman, Thank you. Where can people find you Todd and where can they of course, by the way, I, you are writing a book on this, and people just, when it's ready, we'll let you know, and we'll have Todd talk about his book. But, Todd, in the meantime, where can people find you and find your work?
0: Yeah, so I'm at cis.org. Uh, you can find me on the author page, Todd Bensman, that's Center for Immigration Studies. I also have a website where I put all my stuff, Toddbensman.com. That's easy, too. And my book is America's Covert Border War, and you can buy that in all the usual places where they sell books online and Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and every, everywhere else. So uh, America's Covert Border War, that's my first book.
1: Wonderful. Todd, thank you so much. We'll look forward to speaking with you in the near future.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it.